Hey, Heather, why don't you sing a song about um, extracting a kid from another country? Because that kid reminds you of your own kid that passed away. (laughs) Man, I didn't actually think you were going to think of one that was very obscure. (laughs) Um, You know, that was that was for you, Sterling. That was for you, man. I'm actually, you know what? Let me see if I can think of one. Hold on. I mean, not, it's not going to be that specific, but let's see. Okay. Um, oh man. Do you have one for this? Let's see. I'm just thinking of, uh, the only song that came to my head was the Brandy Monica. The boy is mine, but that's kind of, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of doesn't fit. <laughs> I don't know why the first song that came to mind was leaving on a jet plane. I don't, oh. it's, it's not even anything related, but it just, because it's somebody that's like leaving, that's just what, I don't know. Anyways. Um, so, you know, Sterling, you win this round again because neither of us sang. Yeah. So yeah, I guess he won. No, he's not here. Nah. Well, and with that being said, let's start the episode. Okay. Sterling, you can start the music. Hey, Cinefans, it is your resident wrestler, yes, sir, Justin Taylor, and I'm joined today by Heather, and it is only going to be us two tonight. Um, unfortunately, Sterling um, is still having the uh, time constraints and everything. He's um, hard at work at this time, so it'll only be us two tonight, and we are going to be looking at one of the uh, very trending films that's on Netflix right now extraction starting starring chris hemsworth so we're going to dive into this and give our likes dislikes and everything in between about the movie extraction so with that being said i'm a gentleman of course so ladies first heather what were some of your thoughts non-spoiler thoughts i should say about the extraction movie thanks um okay well non-spoiler thoughts this was unexpectedly emotional. Um, lots of action. It is, um, it's, it's a ride for sure. It's definitely a, a wild ride. It's kind of nonstop. Oh, yeah. So if you like mm-hmm. movies and action films that are pretty much nonstop action almost the entire way through, kind of like a Bourne movie or a John Wick type of movie where it's just like all action all the time, then you might enjoy this. Um, and plus it's, it's Chris Hemsworth. You really can't like go wrong with any Chris Hemsworth of any kind. So, you know, it's, it, it has its moments and, um, it was, it was, um, it wasn't what I expected it to be. I didn't know much about what to expect with this movie going into it, but I do know that it was, um, it wasn't what I expected. Like I, there were parts of it that I was like, man, this is super good, you know? And, um, it, I would say it's, it's probably not the most well-paced movie in my opinion. Um, but it, they, they do have some really good character dynamics between some of the characters, mainly, uh, Hemsworth and the, the boy that he is, uh, pretty much trying to protect and rescue. And his name is, 
Um, let me see. Oh, I, I feel like I won't do justice to the name, but it looks like Rudarsk Jaiswal. Jaiswal. That um, is the, he plays the boy that's being kidnapped. So uh, he is, their dynamic is fantastic. I will give them that. I have never seen this kid in anything else before, but he is solid. His acting is really good. Um, Hemsworth, I will definitely get into more of that later, but he is really quite phenomenal in this movie. Um, Even though it's not very, I wouldn't say it has a lot of um, substantial, like there's not a whole lot of um, super depth to this movie as a whole. There's definitely some moments, but overall it's really just, you know, let's get from point A where the boy is kidnapped and let's get to point B where he is not kidnapped. (laughs) And that's kind of what this (laughs) movie is in a sense. So it's a more simple plot, but it does have a little bit of backstory to some of the characters that I appreciated about the movie, actually probably more than the rest of the movie. So, because I'm all about character development. So I enjoyed that part of it. So that's going to be mine. Um, Am I doing my score and recommendation now or do i wait till you go been a while since we've done this <laughs> i know i guess i'll go go ahead and go and then okay. we'll uh wrap it up the non-spoiler with the yeah the score and recommendation so cool. uh yeah um and if we're doing it wrong so sue me we forgot <laughs> <laughs> when i used to have being on here without without our fearless leader so forgive us if we're the lost. format is a little weird yeah, we're lost. Um, but but no, uh, I I definitely agree with a lot of what you said about um, Chris Hemsworth and the and the kid that um, that played Ovi in this movie. I think that um, you were definitely right about them. Their dynamic was the best thing about the movie. And yeah, that kid, uh, Rude Harks. I'm going to say that that and hopefully that's it. Um, If not, I'm sorry, sir, but you were great. Um, He he had a good dynamic with Chris Hemsworth. I thought that they had good chemistry. Um, This is one of those where you've got two unlikely people kind of forced in a situation and and it's a stressful situation and their relationship is allowed to grow. And I think that the dynamics of that are there. You understand that so that by the time the film gets to the finale, it's probably more effective than it had any right to be, you know, given kind of some (laughs) of the story pieces that we actually got. So it was actually effective. And I think that that is a testament to their performances together. I, I could definitely say that. Um, Another thing that was just uh, spectacular about this movie, and I won't say anything specifically, but the action sequences were very, very spectacular, as you said, like just some of the things that they were doing with the camera, um, some of the continuous shots, it kind of almost gave me a 1917-esque type of feel with one of the of the fight scenes and we'll go into detail not saying this is 1917 don't get me wrong it's not of that quality but 
just the enclosed area, the feeling of claustrophobia that that film kind of would give you at times, the, 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 the stressful situation and the camera movement in a certain way that really just made it an immersive fight scene. And I really thought that that was excellent and well done by everyone involved. So that's one thing I can say that this movie has going for it. And like you said, it's pretty much a nonstop tale of these two people trying to get out of this what seemingly impossible situation and you've got your hero and an army of guys coming after him and he's got somebody that he's motivated to protect so we've seen this movie before but it it does what it needs to do i guess in these times of COVID 19 it, it provides um some entertainment and it's just a nice distraction on a saturday night or when you got some free time you've already streamed your favorite favorite show already you've already binged uh whatever you're watching you've done you're done with tiger king and the waco and ozark and some of those things so you need something else to fill some time this definitely does that uh i think uh the the the, the, it definitely serves that purpose for sure um and since i'm already talking i guess i'll just go ahead and go right into my recommendation and score so uh do i recommend this film uh yes I, I i i can if you're one of those action types or if you are like you said like heather said if you're a anytime's a good time for chris hemsworth person then uh you definitely get him here a- and he does a great perform i think a very good respectable performance here he's he's just what he needs to be for this role he brings the physicality in the fight scenes and he's entertaining enough to carry this movie all the way through so i can recommend it for those reasons i can see people who are fans of Avengers and who follow Chris Hemsworth now, I could see them uh, watching this and enjoying this. So I think that gives me more of a recommendation. Um, as far as uh, score, uh, I, I, I think it's a right at about. I think that's fair. I'm going to go with uh, 70 of <laughs> fist fights with David Harbour as he's tried to uh, subdue you out of a hundred. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, I, I do recommend it for people who are fans of action movies for sure. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, we said before Hemsworth, anyone who likes Chris Hemsworth, which should be everybody <laughs> should watch this. But um, yeah, <laughs> I think it, it's a good action movie. If you're just looking for something where, you know, you're just you just want a fun, a fun action movie. It's not like the movie itself is it's not like, you know, fun material at all. But the action sequences are entertaining, I should say. So um, if you are into that kind of thing, then definitely I would recommend it. Um, I'm going to give it I'll give it um, I'll give it 65 drunken David Harbors. <laughs> Out of a hundred, <laughs> David Harbor just nice. you know had it, he did his thing in this. Um, yeah, so that's my score. Yeah, well, obviously I'm I'm missing him from Stranger Things, so I think <laughs> right. you know. Uh, so I just kind of every time I see him, I'm like, oh, David Harbor, and I was expecting to get some more David Harbor because Black Widow was supposed to come out right. a few weeks ago. So I'm kind of missing the guy right now. But anyway, um, 
So, uh, moving on, I guess now we can go through our spoiler section and just uh, talk about things. Um, I guess I'll start this with, man, that 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 action scene, that first one where he's um, pr- protecting the kid, and mm-hmm. they're on a balk and they're on the balcony, and the and the camera is really close up, and it's almost like a single shot it was like it was done kind of like 1917 and they're in the car and you know the cameras in the back seat and they're going and they're going and then there's a crash and then the camera makes its way out and they're going upstairs and they're shooting and fighting and he's fighting all these people and the camera never cuts and then they're all the way upstairs and all this is happening and it'll scroll to the left and it'll show Hemsworth doing something then it'll go to the right and it'll show show our um our kidnapped boy and he's fighting for his life and throwing stuff in the way and being chased by a person and then they grab him and then they're going out the door and then all of a sudden boom there's chris hemsworth like there that fight scene was spectacular to me it was like 11 minutes of just awesome no cutting fight sequences and i really really super appreciated that scene yeah i know for sure i i definitely agree it's it was it was one of those that i think that's why i got that like born movie type of vibe because they have very Mm -hmm. long sequences of just straight up action and nothing else happening and don't get me wrong, it's yeah. good. Like it's choreographed super well and everything. But yeah, it's and I think that's why it gave me those type of vibes because it is it's a very long sequence of all of the action. Um, but it was really good. It was very captivating. Like when you're watching it, you're just like, what's happening? Yeah. So I agree. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I like how you mentioned something like the Bourne movies because that was one of the things that made the Bourne movies. Um, so memorable was that it had those kind of one shot uh, just fixed camera fight sequences where you can see everything that happens. And I hope that people n- understand what I mean by I, I just appreciate those fight scenes more because. And what I mean by by that is this, you you notice whenever you're watching a fight scene that has a bunch of cuts, you just the fight scene is less immersive. It, it, it doesn't feel as real. It, it, it just doesn't have a, a, a feeling and an intensity that it has when you can see every single movement. Also, I feel like in fight scenes that cut a lot, it's sometimes hard to tell where the characters are. I don't know if that's just me, but some, I like yeah. it better when I get a sense of depth. Yeah, I think, I think that makes sense. I, I like it better in a fight scene when I get a sense of depth. That's why like the fight scene, like for instance, the fight scene in John Wick with Holly Berry, Keanu Reeves and the dogs that she had, I understood where she was and I understood where John Wick was because of how the camera rotated around what they were doing. So when a dog came seemingly out of nowhere, it, it made more sense because I knew that I saw that dog run on the roof. So when all of a sudden John Wick is cornered and then the dog comes down from somewhere and bites the guy, I knew that because I saw in the background shot, I saw that dog scale up there and bite somebody that was on the roof. And it's just 
just little things mm-hmm. like that that add to the depth of a fight scene. Like when a when, when the camera is cutting constantly, I think it has a tendency to look realistic. And you've noticed it before if you've got a good eye for that because like in a cutting fight scene you'll see somebody throw a punch right and it all and it looks like it that punch is coming at a certain angle then the camera cuts and you see the person get hit and the way that the person got hit the angle at which the person got hit doesn't really match the angle that you saw the person's hand or foot coming at them at, like there are just little things like that that happen in movies all the time. Or a character will be on the ground, you know, flat on their stomach, and then a bad guy, and then the camera will cut, the bad guy is coming towards them, and all of a sudden, a foot pops up and kicks the bad guy. And it's like, wait a second, she was on her stomach with her arms facing the guy. So where the hell did that foot come from? How did she turn over and was able to kick that guy? And it's just things like that. And it sounds like a little thing, but those things take away from the realism of a fight scene, in my opinion. And there was none of this in extraction for that uh, for most of the fight scenes but especially that one that we're talking about I mean every time Chris Hemsworth grabbed someone you saw it when a person you could see people in the background heading for Chris Hemsworth climbing upstairs approaching him and you could see him see that guy approaching so he's trying to get hurry up and knock out this guy so that he can meet that guy that's coming down the hallway like Uh, And I can't tell you just how much visually that enriches a fight scene and Mm -hmm. just makes an action sequence better. And it speaks to the skills of somebody like Chris Hemsworth, because not every actor or actress can do those types of things that that's why you really should appreciate people like Keanu Reeves, um, uh, Charlize Theron did it a lot in um, Atomic Blonde and then of course this it really speaks to an actor's physical ability when they don't need all of those camera cuts in order to perform physicality like that so I don't know that might have been a ramble but I just thought I needed to really say why I appreciated that yeah and it's funny you say that too because I was also thinking like how in those sequences when it's all the action, like there is still an enormous amount of acting going on, you know? So it's like, you see it in everybody, you see the tension, you see the, everybody's scared and they're on edge and you're just, he's, you know, Chris Hemsworth is just trying to get through it, you know, he's just trying to survive and all these things. And you really just see the acting still happening. And I appreciated that Mm -hmm. because sometimes, you know, you do see those movies where, there's the action so then the acting stops <laughs> and it's not yeah. quite the same or there's just <laughs> the not. yeah or there's just the acting and then they don't do the action part quite as well you know it's it's a tough balance um to do mm-hmm. it that way and and i don't know maybe that's why the fact that some of these characters weren't as fleshed out maybe that made it easier for that balance to be seen because you're not you know what i mean like you're not like super in-depth into the character dramatic side of things. Um, Well, maybe a little bit later on, but not for a lot of it. And then, but then you're also wanting to 
have them be believable in those scenes where they're just like, nope, this is my job and I have to do it kind of thing. So I think maybe having a little bit of the mysterious element to some of these characters and who they are helps to make that more realistic, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. And and yeah, I think that you do have a point with that uh, because and I mean, sure. And I mean, we're going to talk about dislikes and everything, of, of, of course, as we progress on. But yeah, this is very like thin on character development and story. So like you said, if if you're going to be thin there, then. You need to be rich somewhere else. You need to be thick somewhere else. And that's where the thick is the action sequences. You could tell that that was the crux of this. They didn't want you falling asleep during this. They didn't want you worrying about, well, I I really feel for this character that that really isn't this movie, maybe to a fault, but that is this movie. So like you said, yeah, so much attention is given to those action sequences. And when you do those in one shot, that means that every actor has to nail everything, every fall, every grab. You can't slip and drop any guns. All of that, the the cars that the vehicles that the characters are driving, they have to pull in at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the actors that are chasing the boy are and him jumping and hopping over stuff, all of that has to be done in one nice take. And then so that the camera can scroll back and Hemsworth and who he's acting with is ready on this side of the balcony. So like, yeah, that that's going to take a lot of your time. That's going to take much more time than when you can just cut it and go, okay, take one action, you know, Scarlett Johansson kicks the guy in the face. Then, okay, now everybody reset your position. Okay. Take two action guy flies in the air after getting kicked by Scarlett Johansson. You know, that's a little bit different from something like this. So like, so, so yeah, I I definitely get what you're saying there. You could tell that more attention to detail, uh, definitely had, um, to be, had to be given to those fight sequences. And that's not to say there isn't some character uh, d- development stuff. Right. Like, for instance, the the Chris Hemsworth character. I like the fact that um, how they sort of revealed parts of his story. Because at first, they really weren't telling you anything. And at first, I was kind of like, okay, uh, I get, okay, so he's he drinks a lot. Um the, the, you know, he was when he was talking to his fellow comrade or that or that that lady who was kind of like the general or maybe like the squad leader mm-hmm. um, when he was talking to her, she mentioned that and, and she was good in this, too. Um, I don't yeah, wanna, she was good. Um, remiss her because she because she was a support. But every scene she really brought it um, in her scene. So I'd be remiss if I didn't at least mention her. Let me see if I can get her name. Okay, I've got it here. It looks like uh, Goshifta Ferihani. So she was very good too, man. Like her scenes with, with her and Chris Hemsworth where she's got these concerns and she's like, look, you know, you, you got to put the bottle down. You're drinking all the time. So obviously this is a character going through some sort of depression. And then as the movie winds uh tells the story you you find out why that he lost a kid very young 
uh, due to lymphoma. So then you begin to understand why he's got an attachment to this kid. Um, why he kind of is more invested in saving this kid because without those, without that sort of connection with the Chris Hemsworth character, you probably wonder why he's doing what he's doing or why he's going through so much trouble. But then you get the sense after you get the whole story, you get the sense of why he's doing this. He feels obligated to do this. He wants to see, make sure this kid makes it because you know, his kid didn't make it. And I think there was definitely something very genuine about that. And they didn't need a lot of exposition to get that over in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, so with that being uh, said, uh, well, actually, do you have any other likes, anything you wanted to um, compliment about the film? Yeah, I I mean, for one, I do also want to say with um, some of the earlier, well, actually throughout the whole movie, the scenes are really brutal, um, more so than I expected also. So I guess a lot yeah, of surprises in this film for the fact that it was a very simple, um, I guess, simple plot of what was happening. Um, they didn't have to do a lot of big things with it. It was just a simple, simple plot with a lot of things like action wise happening. So um, it was brutal. Like there's a scene towards the beginning when um, Hemsworth character, his name is Tyler. He um, basically just like pushes this guy's face down on a, a rake or something similar yes. to a rake. And yes. you're just like, I was afraid they were going to actually show it happening. And I was like, what? But they didn't, but it was close enough. So I'm like, this is brutal. Like all of it. And just like the stabbing and how yeah. like very intense, every piece of the violent parts of it were. Uh, was surprising. But I think all of these realistic action sequences and just how gory it was and how brutal it was, I think that makes it more real to this type of story. And, you know, it's a it's a drug king's son. Right. And it's like a drug king's yeah. group of people that are doing these things. And, you know, they they live lives of violence sometimes. and that's just kind of what they know. And I just think that it, it does justice to the characters and basically they're, they're, way, they're being brutal and they're fighting the way they're fighting because it's for a reason, basically. And the same goes for uh, Chris Hemsworth's character. But yeah, I would say that the, I mean, I, I was kind of, I'll say I was kind of upset at the beginning for a good portion of the movie, because I was like, is there going to be any other, is there going to be any speaking even, is there going to be any like talking? Is there going to be any like story development here? <laughs> yeah. Cause there were very yeah. long sequences of action, you know, don't get me wrong. Yeah. They were good, but I was like, is it going to be anything else though? You know? So yeah. I think that's where the whole, <laughs> the pacing of it comes into being not my favorite because it took a long time to get to the point where they did start, you know, having character, uh, relationships and things like that. So yeah, too that, long. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit too long that they waited on that. But when they did those parts, they did them really well. Because I mean, I think my favorite scene is really when um, Chris Hemsworth is talking to Avi and you know having that heart to heart with him, telling him about his son and his wife and all these things. Um, 
that was a beautiful scene because Chris Hemsworth acting in that moment was phenomenal. Like, I mean, we all kind of, we already know he, he has acting chops for sure. I mean, not even just as an action star, because of course he's Thor and all these things, but he has like real talent. Like he has depth and he has skill and he's actually a really good actor. And and I think in that scene, you see those elements, you see what he's actually capable of doing as an actor, because, you know, when he gets emotional and starts choking up, talking about his family, and then just like the, the tears rolling down as he's talking about it, but he's also still trying to be like, be strong for this kid while he's talking to him, you know, and not yeah. like make him super concerned more than he already is. It was really great. And I think it was like the gem that came out of this movie was that scene. Honestly, I loved that scene because uh, it's where you really get to see them. And that's where their dynamic sort of really shines as well. Because Avi, uh, that kid, you know, and then he's the one that's kind of embarking this wisdom, you know, because it was just cool to see how Hemsworth is supposed to be protecting this kid and supposed to be the one, you know, helping him stay alive and all these things. But this kid is speaking life into this guy. <laughs> he's like, basically trying to give him hope and he's giving him a little bit of hope in the midst of everything for himself even and it was really well played I loved how they did it and you just kind of see how you know I think um you know obviously the motive that Hemsworth had for doing this specific mission was because you know it was kind of like him missing his own son but I think he just he grew a fondness for this kid and I think it kind of brought him a little bit of happiness that he was able to do this mission because I think he needed that in the, in the moment and in the place he's at in this story, he needed this kid to help him kind of get through it, you know, and kind of give him a hope again of something to live for because he doesn't have his family. So I thought that was really well done. And, and then you get David Harbor freaking out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I totally understand what you mean, though, because, man, David Harbor is amazing. And I love that guy. He's so great. He's such a character in everything he does. And he's got real talent, too, you know. And I think this was yeah. also, it seemed to me like this was sort of the more in shape David Harbor. Like after yeah. he started like getting in shape for um, Hellboy. It looks yeah. like he's, he still yeah. had a little bit of that, like, you know, toned up muscular frame than what he does in Stranger Things and a Black yeah, Widow from the previews, at least. Yeah. yeah. So you're just like, OK, David Harbour, he's you know, I could see him as like a, a soldier or a military guy or a fighter or whatever, you know, his specific character was. I could see him as that, you know. Um, yeah, I just I did like his little appearance in it, even though it wasn't very long. He just is, he's able to play any type of guy. You know, he's just that guy that can be whatever role you need him to be. You want him to be a snitch, he can be a snitch. You want him to be a villain, straight up villain. You want him to be Hellboy, he could be Hellboy. <laughs> you know, he could really just do any role. He's just that good of like a character actor. And I think it was a really good option to put him in this movie. So that was, that was a really cool thing too. Um, and then, you know, I will say, that I'm not, I mean, it was, I said earlier that this movie was more emotional than I expected. And that is, I mean, it's obviously because of just how brutal Chris Hemsworth character ends up like essentially dying. We don't know that he died to be fair, but you assume that he did. 
um, which is, yeah. I think, something else we'll talk about because the ending is a little up in the air. But, um, yeah. but like just seeing his struggle to really try and stay alive to protect this boy to the very end, man, that's crazy. Like that was tough to see because he is just like beat up and shot and just really about to just give up altogether. And then he gets yeah. like this second wind. And that was, that was really powerful to see. Like he just was like, no, I want this boy to live. And I brought him this far. So he gets up with everything he has left in him. And he just like fends off these guys and you think he's going to be all right. And then he gets shot in the neck and you're just like, what, <laughs> you know? And just, I mean, he, I mean, he does a dying man like nobody else, you know, like he's just like yeah. struggling and moving and just like trying to hold it together. And it was a powerful scene. Um, yeah. I really, really want to see showcase and pain. Yeah. Yes. And I really just, I want to see him do more roles like that where he's not just, I mean, he's great at the action, you know what I mean? But just even like a role where it's just strictly the acting skill, like the character development, the story driven, the character driven movies. I want to see that because I think he would be phenomenal in that. I mean, the only other thing aside from, you know, the Marvel movies, which he is fantastic in, obviously, but the only other time that he's been a little bit more of like a different type of character that has a little bit more seriousness to him is in uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. And he's great in that, too, because he plays mm -hmm. like basically a cult leader, <laughs> you know, um, and he's great in that. But I mean, you just yeah. I just I think he has such capability to do a lot of different roles. And I don't want him to be typecast as just like the handsome action guy, even though it's true. But, you know, also this haircut in this movie, my favorite haircut of him. That was a real dope haircut. I liked it. But um, <laughs> it was a good look for him. Um, but anyway, I just don't want him to be typecast as just like, I can only do action movies type of thing. Because I think he can do so much more than that. I think there's people are slowly starting to realize that because they're putting him in like funny roles, even though they're, they might be smaller ones like Ghostbusters when he was in that or um, that vacation yeah. movie. Just smaller roles where he's funny. But I just think that, you know, I just want to see like a completely like, let's see him in a movie where it's like, let's put him up for an Oscar type of movie, like an Oscar bait movie. I want to see how he would do in that, you know, because I think he would definitely be able to hold his own. Um, I get that. Yeah. Something that's a little more layered and a little more nuanced where he really can uh showcases acting skills more than like the physicality and the shirt off and stuff. I mean, of course that that's always going to be, that's always going to bring people to the marquee. But like you said, uh, he definitely has acting skill. And like you said, that scene where he's reliving and thinking about his son and his wife and just things that he had lost in his past that was a really good scene and that scene is so effective that by the time you get to the end of it you understand his determination to protect this kid and if those yeah. scenes weren't effective and, and and those were just a very few scenes like you got to understand most of this film is they're on the run so it's pretty much just at just most action so those scenes when you had them they needed to count and he made them count 
you know? Yeah, for I, sure. I can definitely agree with that. It's just funny because they're also like um, those uh, Snow White and the Huntsman movies and things like that. It's similar there, too, because that's definitely a more action driven type of movie, at least his character in it is. But then he does the one scene. And I don't know, Jason, if you've seen that movie, but um, <laughs> he's like he has the scene and it's just one scene in the entire movie where he just really like bears his soul. And you're just like, man, that's so good. And that's like the shining moment in the whole thing. So he's very hmm. good at those moments. And I think if given yeah. the chance, if the whole, if a whole movie was like that, it would just be phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And you always see glimpses of it. I mean, I think about Avengers Endgame when, uh, when um, Polk and, rocket go visit him and he's you know drinking and gaming and all of that stuff and when they start talking about and at first it's really kind of funny but whenever uh hulk mentions thanos and then he has to have that turn and he's like don't mention him oh you can see the hurt in him and how he still blamed himself for everything that happened and and everything like that you know who killed that guy i did i'm the one who chopped his head off you know like those that you could you could even though what he was saying was aggressive in his voice in the acting you could tell that that man was just hurting and he really um and that was quite the change from Thor Ragnarok, you know, the last Thor movie we had seen, he was asked to do something completely layered and different with his Thor character and he nailed it, you know? So, so yeah, it just, again, speaks to the talent of the guy. Yeah. And even that scene, like at the end when, uh, when they're trying to figure out who is going to be the one to do this the finger snap i think or whatever it is and he's like oh he's like no i need to be the one to do this i need to do something good and you're just like you hear the hurt and you hear how much he's so desperate in that moment like he really it, it doesn't even have to be like even those and maybe that's why it's so noticeable that he's so good at it because it's always very subtle moments in movies that aren't you know primarily serious or dramatic type of roles or movies, you know, and maybe that's why it's so obvious that he can do that because it's, it's just like a, an an added gem to what's already there, you know? Um, so, but yeah, I just, that, that scene got me too, where he's just like, no, I want to do this because I need to do something good, you know, cause he was just totally blaming himself and all of that. But and and I feel like that's sort of a little bit of what he did with the character in this movie in Extraction, because you see when he's talking about his son too, how he's just like, I wasn't even there. You know, he's he's very good about the Yeah. I feel guilty for this, but I made yeah. the mistake and I can't change it type of mentality. And he's so good at basically showing you every emotion that you should feel when that's your situation. You know, so I just I commend him for sure for just how how great he does those scenes, because those are the important scenes that you want to get across. So, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. And another um, actor that I just wanted to kind of give some props to was um, was the guy who played Saju. And it looks like his name is uh, Rondeep Huda. Um, He was good. He was the. I I don't want to say stepfather, but he was kind of the caretaker, the original caretaker 
of um Ovi who winds up actually teaming with Hemsworth for yes. the latter half of the movie. I, I thought that 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 he also did a good job too. And I think that it was important to have a character like that. You kind of didn't want this movie to be all the foreigners are bad and you know nobody has <laughs> you know all of yeah, these exactly. uh, foreigners don't have any redeeming qualities. You didn't really want to send that narrative which it comes uh, awfully close to doing that though right. but that character you know the fact that he was the caretaker and um he felt responsible because he kind of lost the kid and he's and you know the other mob boss that was or the other the the actual father that was in jail and just kind of couldn't do anything about the situation so hires him to protect and i did kind of like the whole twist of the fact that you don't really know where this guy is. He kind of seems like a little bit like a scumbag at the beginning because of the way he's treating Ovi. And you get the sense that, okay, he's got his own son and daughter, and this is just somebody he's taking care of. This is not his son. So you got the sense that he kind of was mean to him or at least treated him differently at the beginning of the film. But uh, as the situation got more dire and then you come to find out that, well, um, if he doesn't do this, his family's going to be in trouble. And so you get to kind of see that other side of him and kind of learn what his motives are. And I do think they did need a character um, like that. You needed a foreign character who had some redeeming qualities and who was also uh, skilled and everything like that. And he had some good fight scenes as well and kind of rose to the occasion. And the fight scene he had with Chris Hemsworth was great. You know, they they fought on the balcony and fell off of that onto a truck. And then they each got hit by a vehicle. I mean, it was a crazy, insane fight. But he was up. But he was up for the task, man. So I just wanted to uh, give him some props, too. I thought that he was definitely one of the uh, better supports in this film. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, he was great. All right, so moving right along, I guess we can go into the dislike section. And um, I guess we can start this by saying, but yeah, man, uh, just paper thin characters. Like, uh, I feel like um, Chris Hemsworth definitely, there was enough there for that character. There was enough there for um, the Tyler rake character we we got some development from him we understood his story we kind of understood that character's journey but when it came to you know some of the villains and other people and stuff like that yeah i i mean there really are a lot of paper thin characters they just pretty much are what they are you know this crime boss there's nothing nuanced about him you know he's pretty much just your stereotypical crime boss though they they try to have something where he was interacting with these kids and they're throwing 
kids off a of building, off of buildings, trying to uh, figure out what happened to something that was uh, some money or something that was taken from him. I guess these kids robbed him and he caught them all and was interrogating them. And then he kind of seems to have this relationship with this one kid who he thinks is kind of clever. The kid and and the kid and I forget the actor's name, but the kid did a, he did a pretty good job too. Like he comes off as not as afraid of our mob boss. So our mob boss kind of takes a liking to him and he says, man, you're kind of smart. You're kind of intelligent. I kind of like you. So he kind of takes a liking to him, uh, which was fine, I guess. I guess that was trying to add some nuance to that crime boss character. I, I don't honestly feel that that really went anywhere, though. Like, um, I yeah. mean, I guess you could say that 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 some of the payoffs were Chris Hemsworth was fighting them. But I don't know. That fight just wasn't as cool. Like, I knew that these kids weren't going to beat up Chris Hemsworth. So that just didn't seem as effective to me. Then at the end, when the kid shot him, uh, OK, but that payoff, I, I just don't know what that was like. It, I, I just didn't really get that that really was a well-rounded story it just seemed like more events that were occurring to get us from point a to point b yeah no i agree with that yeah yeah um so that was just one thing that kind of bugged me or just kind of stood out and like you said just the pacing of things like it took it did take a long time before we got to any uh development of characters and because it took a long time when characters would shift in their decisions or things would happen quickly it, it did feel more jarring than what you would hope it was feel kind of like the David Harbour character, you know, were introduced to him. And because of the way that they have this pacing in this movie, uh, we're introduced to him. We know that he's a friend. We know that he's an ally and we get the friendship portion of him and Tyler Rake's relationship. But then we have to make, but then like minutes later, we have to also make the switch. We have to learn that he's, that his motives are actually other motives. And then we have to have that fight with them. And that literally happens <laughs> in, in the same room, in the same scene, in the same. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Like, I wish that. We had gotten David Harbour earlier. I wish that maybe if he was with Chris Hemsworth on the mission or like, you know, if he was in some of those fight scenes, which I'm sure David Harbour is up to the task. Like maybe if he was a part of this mission and then when they got to that scene. Chris Hemsworth's like, okay, this is what we need to do. This is where we're going to go to get to the extraction point. And maybe if David Harbour started disagreeing with them or if they were having disagreements while they were on the run and and Hemsworth is kind of questioning, why is he always wanting to go a different way or why is he always want to go a different route? Then we paid that off with, oh, David Harbour already has a relationship with this mob boss and he wants to do his own thing. He's got his own plans to turn in the kid and him and Chris Hemsworth get rich. I I think that would have been more effective, but it was all at the table and it was all in that 10 minute scene. And I just don't know if that was as effective as it could have been. 
Yep, I totally agree. And that's probably why that's my favorite scene of the movie. Because <laughs> I feel like, okay, now we're getting some explanation. You know, we're getting some yeah. we're getting some answers here. We're getting a little bit more meat to it. So I think that's why it was my favorite scene of the movie, like that ten minute long scene where it's, you know, them talking and then David Harbour coming and them talking. Um, yeah, if we would have had him earlier, it's just you're not invested in any of these people. So any deaths or really anything that happens, you're you're just kind of like, okay, <laughs> you know, you don't really yeah. <laughs> have an investment yeah. in anybody except for Avi and uh, Tyler, Chris Hemsworth character. Yeah. And that's why I think the ending is a little bit harder and it's actually more emotional because he's kind of the only one you have a connection with in the movie. So I think that's yeah. why it worked and it was effective, but also a little bit of a downfall because any anybody along the way like any of these supporting characters you don't really feel anything for them either way you know you're not you you don't relate to them you have no concern really about anybody else in the movie and so if somebody dies or somebody does something and somebody's bad you're just like cool i didn't know enough about them to know if that would be surprising or not you know so yeah. it's <laughs> it makes it hard to really invest in the people because it's it's not like you said a character driven type of movie. It's um I mean just one character driven type of thing, but it's not even character driven. It's just this is what's happened to make me get to this point and just reacting to that. And that's really mm -hmm. all we're getting on that character development level. And I think that really is the biggest downfall and really the only main issue with this movie is because I yeah. love character driven movies. Because that's it, that's what Me makes too. you love them. That's what makes you love characters. And that's what makes you sad if a character dies or makes you laugh when something funny happens because you're relating to the characters themselves. And I love those types of movies more. So maybe that's why I wasn't super invested in much with this one. Um, so it's unfortunate because you're right. Like so many of the characters, if they had been shown earlier on or something more had happened with him earlier on it would have been much better i think and yeah and yeah that's it's just a real bummer and honestly the pacing really that has a lot to do with it too because they're not trying to develop a lot of characters so really it's just action 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 and then once we've done a lot of that then then we'll get to a little bit more meat and i just don't think that that's the best way to pace it and i guess organize the movie if you will <laughs> because yeah by the yeah. time you do get invested you're just like cool the movie's like halfway over now so what do i do with this so um yeah i just <laughs> it, it just went slow even though the action was good it just went slow for me because i'm like who am i rooting for who's good who's bad what's happening you know you're just kind of yeah. like cool there's just a lot of stuff happening but like who's on whose side what should i be expecting who should i be hoping gets out of this you don't know yet because yeah. you're just kind of like there's just a lot of stuff going on and you can make assumptions about it but you're also like you know i don't you're just not really rooting for anybody when these scenes are happening you're just watching them happen true true and and like and just like for instance just other little things like you know the the like the mob boss okay i get that he wanted um the son but i don't really understand why he wanted the kid so bad. Like it never really occurred to me what 
that was about other than he would just have the other mob boss's son. So, I mean, I'm assuming it's like leverage, I guess. I guess leverage, I guess that was the, the, that would be the only thing. But, you know, I, I just wish we had kind of delved into that more. Or if those two mob bosses, I mean, obviously they had some kind of history. They knew each other. That could have been a story that maybe we could have uncovered. Maybe they were. But before they were separate mob bosses, maybe they were both in the same mob or they were up and coming drug deal, drug deal kingpins or whatever. And maybe somebody betrayed somebody and that's how he wound up in jail. And now um, his kids trying to be kidnapped or something like that, or that he wants to him. He doesn't want him. He's in jail now and he doesn't want him to implicate rat or to a rat on anybody so let me get his kid for leverage just something you know like it I, it needed to explain why <laughs> yeah. that was so important to this guy why are you sending all of these soldiers out here all of these men out here that you pay for to be killed why is it so important that you have this person and then like and because you don't ever really know that it's just kind of weird at the end of the movie when he's, you know, in a bathroom or whatever. And our uh, female general admiral um, squad leader shoots him or whatever. And it's just kind of like, OK, so uh, I, I don't know. Like, so he just I guess he just moved on with his life after they couldn't <laughs> after he couldn't get the <laughs> right, cool. mob boss's kid. Yeah, but it was just kind of like he was living his life. All right, cool. I'm taking a piss. Oh, who are you? A woman's in here. <laughs> this is this is the men's bathroom. Oh, I'm shot in the head. So right. I don't know, like <laughs> I don't know, like it just uh man, it I wish it had, had some more of that stuff. And, and like it's just like you said, man, there was such a concentration on the action sequences, which were spectacular, but there you almost felt like it really didn't know what to do with all these other characters. It, it was almost like they knew they wanted Chris Hemsworth. It was almost as if when they wrote this, they knew they wanted Chris Hemsworth the star and they knew they had something for him. They knew they had this neat concept with this, uh, with this boy who he's <laughs> going to be trying to protect and save. And I felt like they knew that they knew that those two were going to have this relationship and grow. And they knew the movie was going to end. Oh, super emotional. And Oh yeah, man, I know Chris Hemsworth's going to kill and knock that final scene out. But then, but it seems like then the the first day of shooting was tomorrow, and somebody went, "What are we gonna do with the other characters?" And the writer was like, "Oh crap, there are there are other characters." Uh, uh, okay, we'll just have them do this right here. That's what it seemed like because yeah. it seemed like not a lot of thought was given to that stuff at all, and the kids. That was just such a weird decision to me. That could have just been another henchman. That could have just been, right. why was it children to show his ruthlessness? I, I, I just don't know. So that was just part of know. that brutality again, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I do. I totally get that. And like, I know we've talked a, a lot about, you know, Chris Hemsworth acting skill in this, but. I genuinely don't know if the movie would have been the same without the type of way that he did this character. Cause it really yeah. is what brought life to the movie. 
And without those moments where you see that vulnerable side of his character, it just wouldn't, it would just be a bland, like, movie altogether. And I think that him doing the character how he did really elevated it a little bit more than just a action movie with a lot of gunshots and fighting, you know? Um, Definitely. And I think that, I mean, there are definitely other people that could have done that and it would still be good, but there are also a lot of people they could have put in it that it would have been terrible. You know, it's like, there's some of those actors where they could have tried to play that and they just don't pull it off quite as well where you feel any kind of attachment because you're not getting any, you know, previous anything from them. And, and it's just very limited moments and you really have to make use of those limited moments you have to, to do those parts. And there's not a lot of people like that I can think of that could do it the way that he did. So I do, I just want to say that again, because I just feel like it's an important element that he did bring to life the one character that needed to be brought to life in this movie, because otherwise it would have been just like everybody else where you're just like, cool. Okay. So they were on screen and they did some things and that was it. <laughs> so it, it really does. <laughs> it speaks a lot to just the, the, this, the acting performance. It really does. And even with the kid with Avi too, he, like in those moments when he's talking and he's having those heart to hearts and things like that, it's really good. It's super good. Um, super believable, you know? And so it just, it needs those moments to just elevate it just a little bit above a, a run of the mill, like action movie, you know? Yeah. And, and I will at least give it that, that at the end of the film, at least it doesn't end in the most conventional of ways. It doesn't end with, uh, you know, Chris Hemsworth and Avi uh, uh, walking away slow motion from an explosion. and <laughs> I'm going to adopt you or something. <laughs> Yeah. Or yeah. Or yeah. Okay. I guess you're going on with me, buddy. Okay. I'll just let, let you be my father now. <laughs> like at least, you know, the, this could have been a disaster at the end and it does make some decisions at the end going ahead and <laughs> letting him have that last stand at the end. And you know, there's not this embrace with him and Avi or anything like yeah. that. You know, there's not a, the, there's nothing cheesy about it that happens in that way. And it, and I get that, you know, that, um, his, uh, his squad, Chris Hemsworth squad leader, she would go after him and want to exact some revenge. So in the end, he got what was coming to him, even though if it wasn't by, by Chris Hemsworth, somebody on the team gave him what was coming to him. And that is better than what you traditionally see because in the traditional movie chris hemsworth would have killed that kills that guy you know what i mean yeah. maybe he goes down in a blaze of glory and he kills that guy or he infiltrates the hideout beats up an army of guys and then the last guy for some reason can fight better than his henchman can and there's a final fight <laughs> and he you know he kills that guy but it, that didn't happen in this movie and i will give it that it, it, it tried to avoid just the easiest things it could have done at the end yeah especially with a simple plot movie yeah it has there's a lot yeah. of things it avoided that it definitely didn't it didn't 
need to, or it, it should have, but it didn't do, you know? Um, but I will say also the very, very end it's, I'm a little up in the air about my feelings about that. Cause like <laughs> the very, yeah. the very last scene of this movie, you see Avi is jumping in the swimming pool, you know, and he comes back up from the water kind of, which is actually a cool little, you know, call back to what he was saying about like, it's not the, it's the, when you're submerged in it, that's when you're sinking kind of thing. And then he comes up from it. Like he was telling yeah. his character, which was a really cool little imagery that oh, they did. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but then, yeah, you see him come up from the water and you just see this very faded figure in the back who is clearly Chris Hemsworth. It's clearly Tyler there yeah or you you assume it to be and i'm just kind of like yeah how is that possible that's really my only issue with it i'm like cool if he's alive that's great but how is that even possible (laughs) you know as much blood as he was losing he got shot in the neck he went down in the water was about to drown it didn't seem like anybody was making effort to come and like pull him out of the water to give him help because they probably all assumed he was dead which, you know, we've obviously seen that happen in movies before. So it's not the first time, but just it was just kind of like, man, you just had this real struggle that we had to heartbreakingly watch happen of you about to die. And then you're not dead. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, so, which is it's fine. And the only reason I do know it is actually him still at the end is because I was seeing earlier that they already have an extraction two ready to be made. And that's the only reason I know that it actually was him. I was oh, like, oh, wow. okay, so they already have a alive. sequel going. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but, um, which is fine. I'm, I'm just curious how in the next movie they're going to explain it or what they're going to do with it. And um, if it's going to be more of like a Tyler's character just kind of goes and does the same things he did for this kid, or if it's actually just going to be these two people again in the second movie. I'm not sure. I kind of hope it's the, the two of them again, because their dynamic was so good and you got to see so little of it that I hope you get to expand on it more in the next movie. But mm-hmm. either way, I just don't, I'm, I'm mixed feelings about it just because like, man, like just all of that struggle and, you know, people coming to terms at the end of this movie with, yeah, he definitely just died after saving this kid and then he's alive. Like <laughs> it's, it's mixed emotions for sure. But kind of like the, yeah, the Spider-Man effect that Sterling kept talking about with Avengers um, Infinity War where, you know, oh, sadness, all these characters died, but then they're coming back to life, you know? So I kind of get it. Like, I felt that a little bit more with this movie, too, because I was like, all right, well, the sadness from it doesn't matter anymore, <laughs> you know, which is good and bad. So I just I'm mixed on how I feel about it. Uh, no, you definitely make a good point. And I, and I'm glad that you brought that point up that, that Sterling was making about there being cheap deaths, but this is one of the situations where I think that that argument is legitimate. I I don't think that that's necessarily a fair argument for, uh, in infinity war, just because he already knew what was going to happen. And then on top of that, it was like, he's going by the fact that there are going to be other movies and contracts and stuff like that. So, I mean, obviously they weren't going to all be dead. You know, that that was just the whole point of the cliffhanger and the whole point of them, them fading was so we could have our time travel mission in the next one. So that one, so I'm a little bit different with that. I have different feelings about that. I I do agree because I think that 
Um, and also just because if you're coming from the perspective of who these characters were, you know, like Spider-Man, he, he definitely, he's, he's a kid too. And so he definitely just thinks it's, it's over. He thinks he's dead. He doesn't know what's actually happening. So in his mind and in the mind of the people in this universe, yeah, he was dying. So I get it. Like it totally, it's a different thing I know, but it's just the idea of, of what he was saying with those. It does actually make sense now that I've seen this movie. We're like, that was kind of a cheap death because you watch him struggle and fight his way through at the very end for like five minutes. And then suddenly he's actually still alive and totally fine, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And I get, and I get to where you come from with that. Cause like, yeah. And in this situation, it's totally valid. You know, I can point to situations in in game and stuff where you can make those deaths or fades significant. But here it was totally a cheap death. Like, like you said, he, you know, he does that struggle and it's slow motion and he's struggling. can barely walk. And Chris Hemsworth is just acting his tail off in that part. And I mean, he shoots, he shoots everybody and the kid makes it to a uh makes it to um his um to the rest of his um crew that's there to rescue and extract and you know he gets shot in the neck and gets shot by a sniper and i mean he's just it really took everything he had all of the will he had left to make to see that that kid got to safety that avi got to safety and once he does that and he realizes oh okay I can, I can let go now, you know, I can let it go. I can release. And on his way down, they show these scenes of um, him looking at his, uh, looking at his boy that passed away and we get to see his son and as he's fallen and everything. And I mean, those were just, or as he's reminiscing just before he decides to die and those, and that was a very effective scene because we got to actually see a sign. I'm glad that they kept it first person view. Like I'm glad that we weren't seeing a memory of Chris Hemsworth seeing himself playing with the yeah, kid. That's I, true. I, I just have, I, that irks me when movies do that. Like the person flashes back and the, but the flashback which should be in first person because yes. it's you, it's in <laughs> third. third person or something like that. I just hate when they do that. But they didn't do that here. It was first person, and we got to see the kid. And it was heartwarming, man. In that moment, you were like, oh, that's his kid, man. That's the one who died. And you just feel for him as he's fallen, and you feel like you understand why he cared so much about Avi, what this was about, why he felt like he needed to do that and see that through, you know, because he didn't get to see his kid, see that through with his kids. So I, I'm going to for damn sure see this Avi thing through. So you get, right. you know, all of that comes together in that scene. And if he stays dead, that is super effective. But when you get to the end of the film <laughs> and Avi pops up out of the water, like you said, and you see him there, you know, faded and they don't definitively say that's him or not. But I mean, obviously it is him, but it's almost like the, the movie's afraid to say, yes, that is definitely him, you know, but it did, but it didn't. It was just this weird thing. And yeah, you can't help but feel that that is a cheap death because they played on all this emotion. They played um, on everything like, oh man, he's gonna, you know, 
um, he sacrificed his life for this guy and that journey comes full circle. But yeah. if he's alive, then it just doesn't have the effectiveness. And you showed <laughs> us that scenes later, you know, with Endgame, you have to reflect on what happened after Infinity War. We have to go a year thinking about Infinity War and it felt like, man, it felt <laughs> like forever. And even then, they didn't bring the characters back to the end of the film. But this, <laughs> was, you know, but this got no time. His death got no time to breathe. And the next thing you know, he was right there. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, told, I think it, it that does constitute uh, a cheap death, I believe. Yeah, and I just think that if they had if they had paced this movie differently and not focused on quite True. as much of some things that they did on the others, they could have spaced this out where those things would have felt a little bit more satisfying, um, or even just I would say a longer version of it. But it was a it was a fairly long movie; it was a couple hours long, so maybe not a longer movie, but just like paced differently or adding adding more things in at different points instead of just having one chunk where it's all there. And then the rest is just action the whole time, yeah. you know? So it just yeah. kind of, it wasn't, yeah, coordinated very well in that way, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it was just like it happened. And then two minutes later, he's alive again. Um, it was, it was interesting. Yeah. I think we should start calling that the <laughs> Spider-Man effect. <laughs> Cause that's kind of like, I get the, I do get that concept of why, cheap death kind of ruins things sometimes but um yeah i i just think um it, and also if you think about the perspective of avi in this movie too like i actually i loved the um the dynamic with him and chris hemsworth because you i mean he's visibly just super upset and heartbroken at the fact that you know this guy is dying to save his life you know and that he's protecting him to the very end of his own life and I don't feel like he was exaggerating in his emotions that he felt with that because he really did feel that connection with that character, with Tyler. He felt that connection and it almost feels like it seemed to him like Tyler was the only one really looking out for him, that he was the only one that wanted to protect him and cared about his life and him getting out of this because everyone else is like trying to sell him off or trying to kill him off or do whatever else they can to get what they want. And it seemed probably to Avi like this guy's the only one actually trying to like see what's going to be best for me in this. And so I just think that that's why I love that dynamic, because you see how he's like, I want to go back and I want to be with him. And like as he's dying and all these things. And that does make sense for his character because of probably, you know, he looks up to this guy now because he's saved his life. He's his hero, basically. So I, I did actually like that dynamic of it because it made sense for for who that character was, too. But um, but yeah, that's why I do hope, you know, if the second movie does still happen, that they do have more of their dynamic in that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. And you could tell that um, Avi's life was lacking. Um a real parental, especially like a father figure, because, you know, the, 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 his kids caretaker and the one that winds up fighting a little bit, you didn't get the sense that they really had a relationship. And then his father is actually in jail. His actual father's in jail. So you could tell that the character uh, that, that Avi 
was hurting for that. And you could tell that that was something that was missing. And then just having somebody uh, genuinely seem interested in protecting him, talking to him, uh, talking to him and listening to him, uh, answering his questions when he would ask them and somebody who genuinely seemed interested in protecting him uh, when other characters were offering money or saying, look, this is another way we can do this. Or like when David Harper was like, why don't we just take, just turn him in and then me and you are going to be rich or whatever the case may be. Like, even though at first Chris Hemsworth was like, where's my money? Where's my money? It, quickly became it eventually became something else and then it was just more about the principle of it and he just wanted to see this kid safe and I think that they did a good job of showing Avi detect that go from not trusting him to trusting him more out of necessity and then it just being a genuine care for each other you know it morphing into something that man this guy it was about more than just a mission for him. He really wanted, he really was trying with everything he had to protect me. And there's just something admirable about that, that that kid, especially if he didn't have that in his life, he definitely, that definitely would have stood out to him. So I, I I do think that they were effective um, uh, about making that point. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, any other thoughts or concerns in regards to this film? No, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. You know, like I was saying, overall, it's it's got some really good moments that shine through. It just needs to be better paced because it felt slow. Um, So you kind of lose your momentum in investing in some of the people because it takes a little too long to get there for that. But overall, it is a it's a decent movie. Like it's it's more than just middle of the road, but only a little bit for me, at least. So, yeah, but it's it's definitely it's got its moments where I think it's it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. And and, and I and, and I think uh, I can agree with that same sentiment. Um, and, and the only thing, the last thing I'll just I'll just say about it is that this isn't really it's not necessarily a negative per se. And I think and I don't think that the film does it purposely or anything like that. And there were at least some redeeming uh, characters from the other side in this. But um, Sterling and I have talked about the white savior narrative. And and essentially what that is, is when you kind of have a story where you have all of these people of color, these people of other nations, these people of other ethnicities, and in the, however, they're, the, it, the, the narrative is painted as they're all bad, they're all people with no redeeming qualities. And these and typically it's these kind of white or American protagonists that have the heart of gold and can show the the unfortunate third world minorities the way or whatever the case may be. And you you just and and there are a lot of narratives where you see that. And I think that this one at least it, it 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 gets by because they at least made it a point 
to have that caretaker have a turnaround. He had a turnaround in behavior. And then the next thing you know, he was teaming up with Chris Hensworth and they were fighting together. There was almost a mutual respect gain when they fought each other. And then he did say, look, I'm, I'm going to try to protect Avi as well. And he was there and he accompanied them on that mission and everything. So this film at least avoids that. But when you have such paper thin characters Mm. and you don't care about them, you run the risk of people accusing this of being that. And I don't really think that it was. I can't say, oh, yeah, this had an agenda. And Chris Hemsworth was the (laughs) white Jesus and he's saving these these foreign people. It was not that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to overdramatize. At least he he wasn't American. Like, at least they made him still true. from Australia in this. But yes, true. I get what you're saying. Yeah, true. But yeah, you get what I'm saying. Like, yes, he was Australian. And that was cool, too, to see him, like, purely just be Australian. You know, he didn't have to alter his accent or anything like that yeah. for this one. Um, so that was kind of cool, too. But you get what I'm saying. I, I mean, nonetheless, I digress. But you just want to avoid. I, I just feel like you have to watch that. Because this comes dangerously close to kind of being that. And I think, and I don't think it's because there was an agenda or it was done on purpose, but I think it was like we said, because of the paper thin character development with some of those characters, it comes close to that. But it did enough, Mm. I think, to avoid that, but it comes close. So I just wanted to throw that out there is that you want to. Uh, avoid that type of narrative uh, whenever possible. And this one, I think uh, this one uh, does enough to get by that, but, um, but some of those elements could exist, you know? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Fair point. But yeah, um, other than that, um, I guess that's going to wrap it up for this episode on extraction. So uh, please remember that we want to hear from you. We want to know what you think about our podcast episodes and what was your opinion of extraction? Have you seen it yet? Um, and, and and when you do see it, definitely chime in. Listen, to, uh, if you're done listening to this episode, let us know how you felt. Do you agree with our views on this movie? What do you think was missing from it? Uh, did you like it? Uh, did you like it from start to finish? We like to know. We're interested to know. Uh, don't forget to like our Facebook page at Cinema Slayers Podcast. Um, we've also got our Instagram, Cinema underscore Slayers. You can also find us on Twitter at Cinema Slayers. And so thank you for listening to this episode. Stay tuned for more great content. Our fearless leader, Sterling, will be back very soon. And that is going to do it from Heather and Jastin tonight for Cinema Slayers.